Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Negro Please Radio. I'm your host, Chris Allen. How's everybody doing? Glad to be back. If you're new, what's up? If we met over the last couple of weeks, how you doing? This is my podcast, Negro Please Radio. Uh, it's about 20 minutes. I talk about my son. I talk about shit that's on my mind. Sometimes it's political shit, racial shit, show, social shit. Sometimes very abstract, weird shit. But uh, this is this is the podcast. And as usual, off the top, I want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you guys for tuning in, downloading, streaming, watching on YouTube. However you're taking my podcast, I appreciate it. And all I do is, all I ask is that you share it with a friend, a neighbor, co-worker, enemy. Tell somebody about the podcast. Again, if you're, if you're new, welcome. I know. Look at that. If you're watching, my haircut is looking pretty. Dope, folks. Look at that. Look at those lines. Damn. Yeah, I'm uh, headed to Rochester to actually tomorrow. I'm actually headed to Rochester tomorrow. Uh, two shows, Friday and Saturday, headlining. The Carlson is back open. My buddy Ty Youngman is opening for me. Uh, I'm excited, but I'm very nervous, man. Going home can be very nerve wracking. You want you want to kill, kill, kill. You know, you always want to kill as a comic, but when you go home. You just want to you want to take it to another level. You don't want people to come and see and go. This is what this guy has been doing. Like, this is why he doesn't have a regular job. Like he should quit. He should quit this and get a regular job. Like, that's my big fear. But I'll get into all that later. Um, I'll start off with my milestone. For those who don't know, we have an eight-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big, sometimes it's small, sometimes it's nothing. And um, <clears throat> this week, it's nothing, nothing huge. Uh, I mentioned before he's been playing with a lot of kids in the neighborhood, and the, uh, he has a skateboard, just a regular one, like a little cheap uh, Tony Hawk thing that he got from Walmart. I know it's not like a legit like trick you know, um, the heavy duty skateboard. It was just like right off the shelf, Walmart, like 20 bucks. And, uh, you know, he was doing well with it, but the kids he plays with, they have long boards. So he wanted a long board and guess what? I got him a long board. He was super excited. Typical kid fashion. He wanted this long board. Couldn't wait to get it. Gets it outside. Afraid to ride it. <laughs> so, you know, he, it's just funny, man. We, um, you know, we get ready to go out, put the helmet on and everything. He's running outside. He can't wait for the other kids to see the skateboard. They're like, oh, man, you got a long board, the same brand as mine. Look at the bottom. Dang, the color is cool. And he hops on it, and he's just like, man, I ain't, I ain't ready. Um, he plays with a lot of uh, – there's a lot of girls in the neighborhood, so he plays with a lot of little girls. And uh, they've been on their skateboards for weeks. They're good at it. They're going down the hill. They're turning corners. And he'll ride his. He'll sit down on it and push it down the hill and uh, down someone's driveway. And that's what he's doing right now. But uh, it's just it's just funny to see how, like, uh, how little kids, they'll see everybody else with something, and then they get it. And then they're like, oh, shit, this is kind of scary. So for the, for the majority of the time, because of how the little area that they play is set up, it's almost like a weird half pipe where um, uh, they'll start on one driveway, cross the street, and end up on another one. And there's kind of a little slope there, so they get a little bit of speed. It's pretty cool. I know if I was eight, I, I would absolutely love it. 
And I know some of you nerds are like, well, what about cars? There's parents. We're out there watching. We're on the street. We're telling them to hold. People are going slow. Uh, we live on a dead-end street, so it's actually not too bad. I used to think dead-end streets were dumb, but as a parent, it's not bad. You don't got people just driving through. No one use, is using it as a as a, a thoroughfare or a, short, ugh, a shortcut. I tried to get out too much in one sentence. <laughs> Man, I feel like this the light is on me too much, but anyway. So um, it was just funny, man. So he gets the skateboard out there. And instead of riding back and forth with the other kids, he's just running along them, alongside them with his skateboard just off in the grass. And I'm like, hey, man, you sure you don't want to ride? And this is when I realized, like, oh, I'm being an overbearing parent because I was like, hey, man, I can I can hold your hand, you know, until you get the hang of it. I'll hold your hand down the hill. And I'm thinking I'm just being a very helpful dad. You know, I'm trying to be a non-toxic uh, male. You know, hey, let's hold hands. I'll help you out. You know, because back in the day, it's like, quit crying. Get on that skateboard. You know, you stand up there and then your dad just pushes you. I'm, I'm trying to do the opposite thing, you know, but I realized, like, wait, I'm being very embarrassing as a dad right now. Like, why would my eight-year-old son want to hold my hand in front of all these other little girls as I walk with him down the hill as he learns to ride his, his uh, longboard. So <laughs> I immediately realized I was fucking up. And I was like, you know what? Do your thing, man. And um, by the end of the play session, you know, he was riding it. He was riding it. He rode it back to the house, not up the driveway, but he rode it down the street pretty far. He was excited and I'm proud of him. You know, I, I realized I, I can't push him too hard. I encourage him, but I can't push him too hard because he, he he shuts down. And that's like most people. He's a lot like me. I have to always remind myself, hey, I know how I would react to this. So let me just back off and let him do his thing. Whenever he, you know, whenever he needs help, I will say this. He will say, hey, dad, I need help. And I need to realize that and respect that. So he's got the long board. He's doing okay. Um and I learned something about myself that I, I can be overbearing as a dad and protective. So I need I need to back off. I need to back it off, man. But um dang. Um I can't remember uh a couple of weeks ago I did Liberty Funny Bone with my man Mark Norman. Had a great time. I saw a bunch of friends. We did uh five shows. I had a lot of fun. Was that a couple of weeks ago? If I didn't mention it, if I did mention it, I'm sorry, all this shit starts to run together. Um, it was great seeing uh, some old friends. Uh, I love that club. I had a great time. Oh, I already talked about it because we talked about um, um, watching the fights after the show. They closed the showroom down. They were drinking, watching the show, watching the fights. It was a great time. Um, I'm just trying to catch up. Last week, I, I, I it's been a hectic three weeks, month for me. Um, so it's just trying to balance everything. I'm not a rich guy. I have one laptop, so when I can't get a hold of it, it's hard for me to do my podcast this way. Um, so, I, I, you know, I, I like doing with the video and everything. Uh, I'm working on getting another one. I uh, It's not like I can't afford one. It's just you got to, you know, as you get older, you, I just can't run out and spend a grand on a, on a laptop that I want because when you do, shit always happens, you know? Something happens, you blow a tire, a gasket goes out, and next thing you know, you need the thousand bucks. But here it is, 
in the form of a laptop that you don't really need. You know, it's a really nice to have. But anyway, um, I'll talk about my weekend at at uh, at the Columbus Funny Bone next week. But I will say, we went to uh, <laughs> P.F. Chang's. Not impressed. I am not a fan of P.F. Chang's anymore. Uh, I it's just it's way too salty, way too expensive. And uh, I got some sushi. It just wasn't good, man. It just was not good. We even tried to go to Cheesecake Factory. We got in there. We looked at the menu. And we walked out. We made something up and got out of there. Dude, the food at, at the food there at Cheesecake Factory. First of all, we fucked up. We we tried to go for lunch. Let me tell you something. If you're going to Cheesecake Factory for lunch, you're a real piece of shit. You really are. I mean, even a, a salad. I looked at the Thai salad for lunch. 1,800 calories for a salad. That's a, that's your entire day worth of calories in, in a salad. I couldn't do it. We all felt guilt. If you own a restaurant and you want people to eat there, you have... I'm fine with the calories being on the, on the menu, but I would say, man, put them on a, on a different page. I, I can't eat with all that guilt. I can't, especially at 1230 in the afternoon. You know, there's there's no way I can wake up. I can wake up and have like pancakes, smash some donuts, uh, you know, home fries, a steak, eggs, toast, the whole nine. But I only I can only do it because I don't know how many calories it is. I what I cannot do <laughs> is walking in walk into a restaurant just after noon and justify me eating a almost two thousand calorie salad. Man, I don't know how people do it, man. I I I, I don't know, man. I don't know how you could eat that that early, man. That is insane to me, man insane and don't get me wrong i i do fuck with cheesecake factory but i i can't do it that early in the morning i can't have that much guilt i can't i not not that early in the day especially when i know i might eat like a, a an animal later that day i i can't i can't do it <laughs> i cannot um i come to this conclusion too since i'm talking about restaurants i might have mentioned this years ago but after going to P.F. Chang's and going to Cheesecake Factory, um, Bubblegum Shrimp Company is the worst fast food chain in America. It is. We went in Baltimore a couple years ago. Yeah, so I did mention this. This has been years ago, but I mentioned it. It's so bad. It, it It's going to these two restaurants sparked the memory. It's so bad. And here's why it really sucks. Bubblegum Shrimp Company sucks because the, the bubble gump, he's not a real guy. There was no Mr. Gump. There was no Mrs. Gump. There were there was no there were no nights of toiling over recipes. There's there's no history there. There's no soul. There's no real story. There's nothing there at all. There's nothing behind it. Uh have you ever met a person where you look into their eye like like a they're almost like a shark? Sorry, I can't even get through a sentence. My mind is just going so fast. Where you look into a person's eyes and you go, there's nothing there. Like there's nothing behind this person's eyes. There's no life. There's no 
just happiness. There's no human anything going on behind those eyes. It's just you're just like a a human robot. And I feel like that's what that that's if you looked into the eyes of that restaurant, that's what you would see. A soulless restaurant. We've all met a soulless person where you go, this person is a complete psychopath. This person is crazy. Uh, you, you can see it in their eye. This person doesn't care about anybody or anything. That's what Bubba Gump is. When you when you when you look up into the when you look through the window of, of that restaurant, when you when you thumb through that that uh, menu. When you're looking at all that fucking shitty ass contrived decor as if they actually went out and picked all this stuff over the years, there's nothing there. That restaurant is a person who is a psychopath trying to look like a normal person. And what comes to mind is that is that um what the what is the name of that movie? It, it's a great movie, but it I'm drawing a blank on it. Um he played Batman. I'm going to look it up. He played Batman. Batman plays murder, plays murder, plays murder. Mur I can't even spell murder. Murder. Christian Bale. All right. Let's see. Christian Bale. Christian. No, there he is. Christian Bale. Oh, is it American Psycho? There you go. I already said it. Yes. If if the if a if restaurants were people, if restaurants were people, Bubba Com Shrimp Company would be Patrick Bateman. That's who he would be. That's what it would be. I mean, it, it's just soulless. There's nothing there. It's all bullshit from the movie. There's, like I said, there's no history. There's no soul there at all. From the outside, it looks great. It looks fun. But once you get inside, you go, this is bad. This is terrible. The food was just was awful. I mean, dude, when you, when I ordered like a little shrimp bucket, when you actually bring out a bucket as part of your meal, I can't, I can't do it. I can't, man. It's just, don't bring, don't bring the, don't bring the bucket as like decoration for the plate. Okay. Just bring me a full plate of food. Make sure it's plated, you know, nicely. It looks great. But to put an actual metal bucket on my plate, it just shows me, like, one, you're eating up a lot of real estate with this goddamn bucket on my plate. I'm getting less food. I would rather have a crab boil where you you bring it out on a on a maybe like a, a small cookie sheet with some newspapers. You know, even even that's fine. But don't don't give me a big plate and put a book a bucket turned on its side and then have the the crab legs poking out like this. I, I don't I don't need that. I don't I don't need that, man. Give me a plate full of food. And then bring, hey, here's a bucket for all the shells and and and, and everything and the, and the uh, corn cob, you know that type of shit. But to put the fucking, to put the the bucket on the plate, 
It's like, are you kidding me, man? Like, what are y'all doing? You got to balance it. I don't need that. I don't need it. There was no flavor. Same with my wife's food. No flavor. No nothing. It was one of the worst restaurants, restaurant experiences of my life. Terrible. I would never go there. I don't care if I'm starving. That's how bad Bubba Gump is, man. It's absolutely dog shit. It's all contrived. It's all just corporate cunts who saw that movie and go, ooh, we he he gave us a whole a whole bunch of different shrimp, barbecue shrimp, lemon shrimp, lemon, you know, pepper shrimp, Cajun shrimp, blackened shrimp, shrimp scampi. They go, hey, we got something here. You got nothing. Why? Because there's no love and there's no soul behind any of that, any of that at all. Zero. I mean, at least with like Cheesecake Factory, someone started that and then it kind of blew up. I'm assuming, you know, like someone actually cared at one point. It got too big and they go, hey, we're going to sell this to um, a, a, a major corporation, make millions of dollars, step away and maybe do some other shit. Same with P.F. Chang's. Even if it, I don't know, man. I can't, I, it's just bad. It was, and I, I, I used to be one of these people who would like get upset when people shit on uh, chain restaurants. I'm going to look up the Cheesecake Factory history real quick, but I'm, I'm going to assume, I'm going to assume Cheesecake Factory Wikipedia. Here we go. Let's see if it, uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Let's see. It was founded by Evelyn Overton. There we go. Evelyn first decided to open a business after making cheesecake for her husband's employer in 1949. That's all I need to hear. That at some point in time, the Cheesecake Factory had some love involved with it. It had a person that had a name. They had a life. They did something. They, they cared about what they were making. And I get it. Corporate people come over here. They, they come over and they go, hey, man. This is pretty cool. We can, we can do something with this. Okay, that's fine. So even at some point, um, the Cheesecake Factory. All right. Here we go. This is Now this is P.F. Chang's. The Chang's was, chain was founded in 1993 by Paul Fleming and Peter, oh, Philip Chang, son of Cecilia Chang. The first restaurant was opened in Scottsdale Fashion Square. Oh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Wow. So there you go. In 2010, P.F. Chang's Chinese Bistro. Bistro. Well, there you go. This, at least you had you had two people who actually gave a shit. There's a meaning behind the name. Uh, there you go. Okay, because Paul Fleming was he? Is he a chef? All right. I at least I respect that. I respect that. Who's Paul Fleming? Let me look at him. He's a restaurateur, early life. He's from uh, Louisiana, career. Why he worked? He worked in restaurants. Okay, yeah. There we go. Oh, he began purchasing franchises rights to Ruth Chris. All right, so the, here, here we got a, a guy who knows what the fuck he's doing. All right, I I respect that. Now they might not be what I like anymore, but at least there's there's something behind it. I'll say that. But with, but with Bubba Gump, man, they saw an opportunity <laughs> because of that movie and was like, we're going to make this. And it, it is God awful. I absolutely hate it. It's the worst. They're the uh, Bubba Gump Strip Company is the, is the worst sit down chain restaurant. And 
In and Out is the worst fast food chain in America. And I love saying that because I know it pisses people off in, in, in California. They think it's the best, and I absolutely hate it. Uh, I, I think it's dog shit. In the words of my buddy, Winston Hodges, Hodges it is complete dog shit. But uh, I felt like that, <laughs> that was fun. See, I told you, this shit's weird. I spent 20 minutes trashing restaurants. Uh, so next week, if I'm going to plug my dates, next week I will be at Good Nights in Raleigh, North Carolina, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I'm featuring for Erica Rhodes. And Sunday, April 11th, 7 o'clock, I believe. Yes. Double check it. I want to say seven. Uh, I'm recording my album. I'm recording it the other nights too, but Sunday is the, is the main recording. This weekend, I'll be at the Carlson in Rochester, New York. Uh, all the clubs in New York State have opened back up to a limited capacity, I believe around 40 to maybe 50%. Uh, so I'll be doing that starting Friday, uh, two shows a night, Friday and Saturday. I'm looking forward to it. But again, coming home to do comedy is very nerve-wracking. You want to do well. Uh, I'm very nervous. I got a long drive. It's going to be some stressful shows. But I tell you what, I will have fun. I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I really am. I just I put a lot of pressure on myself to do well, to be prepared. And um, I just got to learn to relax, enjoy, enjoy the journey, ask myself, where is the joy? And just have a good time up there. Well, um, if you haven't already, make sure you guys follow me on social media at Chris Allen Comedy. And if we met this weekend in Columbus, thank you so much. You guys were very, very nice. I'll talk about that weekend on the next podcast. This is the makeup for the week before last. and. Um, yeah, I gotta uh, I gotta find a way to record this on the road in this same fashion because I I, uh, I can't miss weeks. But uh, there's a show. That's a show. I'm out. See you guys next week. Peace.